Hi, Peter Borker here, and welcome to today's edition of the Transition Guide. Now, joining me today in the studio is Frederick Van Hoon, who is the co-founder of Absolute Internship. Freddie, welcome to today's episode. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Peter. Oh, it's great to have you. And really, one of the things that drew me to you as a guest was the whole thing about Absolute Internship. How did that start? Um, absolute Internship. It's just, uh, well, let's go back to when I was a student. I, um, I, had an op- I had the opportunity to be an exchange student in Shanghai, China, and in Japan back in 2007, 2008. And when I was in China, my roommate, he was an intern and internships in Sweden, where I'm from, I don't look very Swedish. Uh, my parents are from Cambodia. I was born and raised in Sweden. Um, I was asking this, uh, this guy, what's an internship? Because internships were not a big deal in Sweden. And he was telling me that, well, an internship is, it's like a job, you work full time, but you have a mentor and you're learning the ropes, but you're not getting paid, but it looks good on your CV. And I'm like, that's great. I should be doing one of those, you know, and I think that's something that more people should be doing. That's sort of like a smart way to get into a big and good company. Um, Fast forward to the next semester when I was in Japan, now I had this huge network of of interns, friends that I, I got to know in China. Now I was living in Japan and I had three classmates. They were looking for summer internships. And I was like, well, I know a lot of people back in China. And Peter, this was before Facebook. No, actually we had Facebook. This was before Airbnb, before booking.com. So it was not like you could go online and book a place to stay, uh, find an internship in China. So I was like, you know what, guys, I'm going to hook you guys up with these internships, but you will have to sort out your accommodation and all of that once you're in China. So fast forward, I think it was a half year or so, I was checking in with these guys. So like, how was your time in China? Um, And they were telling me that the internships were great. They had a great time, but it was such a hassle to find accommodation, such a hassle to get their visa sorted. And it was such a hassle to find friends during the short time because not so many people spoke English or speaks English in, um, in Shanghai. Um, and that made me think back on my own time in China because I had such a great time both in China and Japan. And it was because of the community and the people that I got to know. Now I graduated, Peter. So I was living in Bangkok, Thailand. I've always wanted to, to go abroad. I was not making a lot of money, um, but I, I'm a big uh, football fan. So my, big, my favorite team uh, is Juventus since I was eight. Roberto Baggio, Del Piero, my biggest heroes. They were great uh, players. They were, yes. Uh, amazing. Uh, but back in, uh, so in Thailand, I couldn't got a job. So what I did was I went to these um, factories that were producing this, the football jerseys and I bought jerseys uh, on wholesale and I sold them on eBay. I was making, I think, uh, four to 450 um, British pounds, so about 500 US dollars per month. So, so not a lot, but it paid the bills and I could eat and I had a great time, you know. But I remember it was this Friday evening, I was watching Sopranos with my partner and I was like, you know what, what about these internships? So that night I was literally Googling summer internships and what was popped up was this 
company in the US that was selling internship programs in New York City. And they had 400 students, more or less, each, each year. And they were all from the US and they were paying $12,000, which is, I think, I don't know, 11,000 pounds, if my math is, is correct, more or less. Um, and I was like, I was making a math, you know, on my phone. And I was like, that's a real business. I know how to connect people with internships. And I mean, it shouldn't be too hard to find accommodation for these people. Um, and I love people. So I was thinking, Peter, they, they are doing it in New York City. I could be doing this in Shanghai. So that's how Absolute Internship was founded. Awesome. Awesome. Do you know what's interesting was when I was, when I was young, and that's now going back a fair few decades, but when I was young, internships were really hot. I mean, that was probably, if you were lucky to get an internship, you, you hit the gold mine. Because as you said, it was a great way to get in. Yes, you didn't get paid, but it paid you back. Because you more or less, if you had a good internship, you got the job. So, exactly. I mean, that was awesome. But then I, I felt that like internships over the years have kind of died a slow death. So less companies were offering them. Mm -hmm. But there was a whole generation of people that really were not interested anymore. Where they said at the end of the day, they weren't prepared to perhaps dedicate a period of their life without getting paid. And I think they missed the point of the internship. And then came COVID. And, COVID, and the, the whole world locked down. And the fact that, that so much of the working sort of population have been beamed into outer space and just totally disappeared. We're now left with this total talent crunch. Yes. And I'm starting to think really, will internships or should internships play a bigger role in filling that talent gap going forward for businesses? And secondly, now that we've got used to remote working, I just wonder what remote working in terms of an internship could possibly look like. Yeah, I would love to answer that question, Peter, but let me let me bring some perspective on what you were saying. I think you were saying that there was this generation that were neglecting internships as a gateway. And I would say that it really depends on where in the world you were based or where you are currently based. And depending on the culture that you were exposed to at the university. So for example, in the UK, you have these graduate schemes that is sort of like something that universities, that's a religion for them. They're just bombarding students that you need to be going to these graduate schemes. But the fact is, UK is one of the best education systems in the world, and it draws millions of students, which mm. means that all these millions of students are not going to be able to get a graduate scheme at KPMG or PwC or uh, BP, whatever you want to be doing these graduate schemes. Um, and that created an opportunity for, I mean, it, it was a problem, it's still a problem, but it created an opportunity for other smaller, medium-sized companies or smaller firms, not only in the UK, but around the world to create ad hoc internship programs for students. And I think that's one of the reasons why Absolute Internship has been so successful since the day we, we commenced business 
We've been growing every year for 12 years now, you know, Peter. Really? And I remember this. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that it's actually, it's a fact, you know, that a lot of universities and companies, they're not aware of. I remember um, a few years ago, I was at the University of Leicester. I was, at an, I was having an info session and I was speaking to this um, first year Indian student uh, who was an international student. And he came to me after the, after the info session and said, um, Frederick, I, I would love to do this program. I would love to go to Shanghai. Can you guarantee me an internship at one of the big four? And I said, no, I cannot. Um, and I don't think you should be so obsessed about getting into the big four. Listen, you are just one out of like millions of international students here in the UK. Like what makes you unique? And you're a first year student. Like there are millions of students out there. I said, you go and you take any internship that you can get. And what you're going to, what you should be like going for is the skills, the transfer skills that you're going to be exposed to and the mentorship. Because to be honest, you're coming from University of Leicester. It's not one of the best schools in the world. It's not, you know, just to be fair. Yeah, true. So what you need, yeah, you need something that is different. I mean, how many Indian students are there in the UK? Get this internship in China. That's going to make your CV really stand out already because how many first-year students are going to have like a China internship on their CV? Fast forward three years, Peter. This guy got a, a job at Kodak in the UK. Uh, which is, it's very, very difficult for international students, I'm sure you know, to land a full-time job upon graduation in the UK. It's extremely hard. And partly one of the biggest reasons was because of this experience in China. Um, so I wanted to bring that perspective before I go to, to, to answer your question, which is right now, post-COVID, I think a lot of companies, especially in bigger cities like London, Hong Kong, Singapore, Shanghai, Tokyo, and etc. I think what they realized is they can get talent from all around the world. And the newer generation that is coming up now, Gen C, they are well, well adapted for it because yeah. working remotely, the number one skill you need to have is flexibility, working across time zones. You're not going to be working from nine to six, your local time zone. You might be working from three to 10 or from four to 11 p.m., you know. Um, I think it has brought a lot of opportunities as well, Peter. Um, I remember this fintech company in Hong Kong. Hong Kong was one of the most expensive um, office rents uh, in the yeah. world. And Hong Kong has had you know, a tough time the last four or five years with the political situation and all of that. And then COVID hit. So this fintech company, they had to downsize. And then they were like, okay, well, we can't fit people in our office, so we need to be recruiting remotely. And uh, they've been able to, to recruit people, not only full-time, like full-time employees, but remote interns from different type of cultures. So that people from the US, from Europe, from Asia, making sure that they were able to cover different types of time zones as well. So I think it has brought a lot of opportunities, remote work, and I'm a big believer, Peter, that remote work, we're just touching the, the, the top of the iceberg. I think it's gonna explode. I think the way I see the world in three to five years is that remote work is gonna just be the standard. You might be living in the outskirts of London, but you might actually be working for a company in Edinburgh or a company in Paris or a company in Asia. Um, and that's great because now if you're like, 
let's say you're living in Edinburgh, you're not you're not stuck to the the companies that are based in Edinburgh. Now you have the world as your oyster. You can apply to any job in the world, you know. And at the same time, like that's great professionally, but now you can actually spend more time with your children and your family. Yeah, and I was going to say that's the big thing, though, isn't it? That you're no longer having to perhaps live in cities where the cost of living is extortionate. So you you talked about Hong Kong. London is one of the most expensive places to live yes. in the world. Cost of living is that you're just basically working to live, working to survive. Whereas now with remote, that pressure is no longer on you. And the one thing that I've and one thing I've noticed as well is very often, it's like I said at the beginning, you get a good intern in. That company is not going to want to let that intern go. So they'll do what they can to then keep hold of that intern and offer them a good job. So although you may not be getting paid at the beginning, it's probably a buy now, get paid later scheme, where if you add value, you will get rewarded. I agree. I agree. And I think... You know what? I when you're young, Peter, you don't have a lot of money, but you have a lot of time. Yeah. When you're a little bit older, like you know, 25 plus, 30 plus, you might have a little bit more money, but you have less time. So I would say, like to young people that are 18 to 22, when you are in uni, or even when you're in high school, like A levels in the UK, utilize that time. You know, because, and you can get these internships and it's a great gateway, like you're saying, like you're learning the ropes and you're learning the ropes. You might not get, get paid in money, but you might be get paid in like connections or mentorship or introductions to future opportunities, so to speak, because every door that you open is going to lead you to a, another door for you. Well, yeah, I mean, you've demonstrated that, Freddie, through your internship experience where you built up and the word that you use, which I absolutely love is a network. You built up a network. And I think that networks today are crucial. And what we have today, I call them a lot of false networks where people have people on Facebook and they think that's my network. Well, no, it's not. It's just a yeah, bunch yeah, of people you're connected yeah. with or LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm connected to these people. Well, not really. You're, you're not physically, you're, you're connected to them via an app. That is true. But you're not connected, connected with them. You have, that doesn't open a door. And I just think those relationships are so critical because a lot of the best positions out there, a lot of the best jobs are the ones that are never advertised. I agree with you. And that was one point I wanted to bring up too. You were saying earlier, Peter, that a lot of companies don't, don't advertise internship programs. But you know what? I would say like there's a lot of companies out there that have internal internship programs, but they don't advertise them. You know, they have this partnership with the university or they have their own source of, intern of, of internships like Absolute Internship where they get a steady stream of talent. And then that's a cheap way, very effective way to actually try to recruit new talent, you know, full-time people. Now, let's go back decades and decades and decades. <laughs> I know the internships then typically were like for a academic year. Yes. I take it things have changed now and it's yes, not and time spans are different. So what yeah. would you, so would it be fair to say that internships 
really are as appropriate to someone finishing school to someone in university. And perhaps it's starting to look at how you utilize your time more effectively. Like you've got a summer vacation. How do you spend your summer vacation? Now you can spend it doing stuff with your friends, absolutely. Or you can spend it investing in yourself. Yes, that, that's a great question too, Peter. I think, um, yes, internships, they started off as four months, six months, nine months. I mean, look at the sandwich years in the UK. They haven't been, I mean, as far, I'm not too old, I'm 36, but they haven't changed since I was 20. They're still the same, but the world has changed completely, yeah. you know? So students today, during their semesters, their terms, I would, I mean, you can, you can secure an internship, you can land an internship for 10 hours per week. And you can do that for three months or two months. Because most internships that are short like that, they're project-based. So you're given a project where there's a clear outcome, there's a clear objective, there's a clear mission that you're gonna work towards. And that's gonna be your contribution to the company because with remote work, being effective becomes even more important. And Absolutely. measuring that is, um, is something that companies are getting better at. Um, summer vacations and winter vacations, you're making an, another brilliant point, is you can definitely, you can spend that summer working at H&M, you can do a labor job at Tesco or, or any supermarket, or you can, yes, invest in yourself because when you're young, I mean, you have a lot of time, like I said earlier, and you, you I mean, hopefully for many of, of, of the students, they have roof above their head, they live with their parents. So you can get an internship remotely working for a company in Hong Kong or Tokyo or in London, and you still get that experience on your CV and you will be able to level up your skills, you know, while at the same time investing in yourself and you don't have to spend that, that much money. I mean, the one realization I've had speaking with you has been the fact that internships, number one, you can, the, the opportunities are damn endless, first and foremost. And secondly, they don't have to be cost prohibitive because you're absolutely right. If you're living exactly. at home with your parents and you've got time on your hands, you could really create the killer CV that could propel you into a really strong career and it isn't just about academics people want to be able to see you apply what you've learned yeah. internships like projects they become fantastic talking points during an interview in exactly. fact they're, they're great for your covering letter when you're actually exactly. applying yeah so look I mean, go on sorry yeah, Peter, I just wanted to add on that. I think I love what you said that internships are endless, especially remote ones. I mean, I think remote internships have and post-COVID, the post-COVID world that we're living in right now opened the doors to three different audiences that have been neglected before in the before COVID world. The number one is international students. If you think about it, international students coming to the UK or the US or Canada for that matter, Australia is even worse they have visa restrictions. Yeah. So for companies, when they have a Chinese student or Indian student, whatever country they're from, and then they have a local student, they're like, okay, how much headache do I want to get to get these international yeah. students 
Like, do I really want to do that? Or shall I just go for the easy option and recruit the local student? Right now, the playing field has leveled on that. International students, they can get a remote internship in the UK or anywhere, and they don't have, and for companies, it's easy. Now they don't have to discriminate international students. So I think that has been great for international students. And then it's students that are handicapped, that haven't been able to move. Imagine like taking the tube to go to your internship, you know, in a wheelchair. Now you can work from home, like from anywhere, you know, and be very, very comfortable. And you know what the nice thing is, half the time, if someone's got a, like say, physical disability, a movement disability, no one's ever going to know because they're working from behind a computer. They're working from a camera. No one's going to know. You're dealing with the person. You're dealing with the person's talent, not their yes. physical state. Yeah, absolutely. I um, another audience, like the third one, Peter, that I'm thinking about is, you know, office offices in general. There are social spaces, like there's a culture, um, you know, and a lot of people are introverted. A lot of people, they don't work well in social settings. So I think remote work and remote internships have removed that barrier. So if you're not comfortable going to the office and like hanging out with your colleagues, you can actually just get your stuff done, do your projects and be effective behind your computer. And you don't have to spend time. I mean, with your colleagues, you know, so to speak. So I think introverted people have been getting this advantage as well uh, with this post-COVID world. And I think what you'll find though is that the extroverted people have learned to build relationships with the introverted people through applications like Zoom. And if you look at what's come out there, there's a list, there are so many add-on apps that start sort of bringing teams together online, building those relationships. So I think though, although sort of being physically together has been a hardwired skill for perhaps thousands of years, I think that as we start to unlearn our previous sort of 30, 40 odd years and start to relearn, there will be new norms. And this yes. is an exciting time. And I love the fact that you talk about there's visa restrictions when you travel, all of this stuff now you've just taken out, you've equalized the world. Provided you've got the ability to get internet and have a computer, really talk about being disadvantaged. I think people are now leveled up. They have, you know, like I, I'm so excited today, you know, Peter, well, in general, because, because of this, you know, I'm, we're in touch with schools in Vietnam, schools in Africa, schools in like Colombia, and they have students that they would love to work for like a company in the UK. They would love to intern for a company in, in Spain, but they don't have the financial means to fly there and like get an apartment or be part of like live to, to cover the living expenses in these foreign countries. But they can cover like a fee to get matched with, with a remote internship. So now these opportunities to actually work for a foreign company, but be based in Ho Chi Minh City or in Medellin or Bogota or whatever in the world, it's there now, you know, it has really closed that, uh, it's really opened that door. And um, uh, I just love how, how limitless, you know, um, this remote work in the remote internship world has, has created and i would say that for the majority of companies out there 
And we're not talking about the big corporates now. We're talking about the backbone of every economy, the privately owned, small to medium-sized enterprise. Internships are open to you now. Yes. So people are going to be really fascinated. I know they will be, because this is a great opportunity to really start taking the collective intelligence around the globe, adding value to the people that want internships and allowing them to add value to businesses that so desperately need it right now because their growth is being hampered by the lack of talent. If yeah. they're interested in internships, how do they get in touch with you to get the ball rolling? Um, feel free to send me an email uh, at frederick at absoluteinterim.com or they can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. So feel free to connect with me and I'm happy to put you in touch, touch with one of my colleagues uh, who will take care of you. So, oh, well, Listen, Freddie, it's been an absolutely amazing conversation today and very topical considering how the whole world is currently being restricted by labour talent and probably the poor distribution of labor. So it's no, true. It's, it's, been, it's been great. Now, if anything that we've talked about today resonates with you, you want to start looking at okay, how perhaps some of this stuff could be working in your business, what you need to change in order to be making better use of worldwide talent, not just local talent, head over to booker.com and get in touch. Always remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. So please stay safe. Freddie, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Peter.